This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. America got to see the fact that even though a family goes through adversity, you know, you stick together no matter what. That's like, a, that's what family all, is all about, honestly. They're not doing that stuff to like spite you or anything. He wasn't like trying to go to jail and cause all these issues to like mm-hmm. mess up our lives. He just could, wasn't in control of himself and we had to be there to support him because we're the only family he had. friends welcome to the podcast my little podcast that still doesn't have a name yet but I'm working every day to try to figure it out I feel like I'm just I'm taking my time because it really means a lot to me and this is the first time that I'm kind of doing something on my own and I want it to represent me and the amazing guests that we're gonna have on so yeah I'm just taking my time and I've honestly not stopped thinking about it for like three weeks now. So I'm struggling a little bit, but I guess when something really matters to you or something that you really care about, it's hard to make that decision. And then it's also hard to not try and lean on other people to help you make that decision and feel like you're giving that power away a little bit. So I know the name is in there. I know it's coming. I just, I haven't landed on anything that I truly love yet. So stay tuned for that. Um, Yeah. So last Monday or Monday night was The Bachelor. And all I'll say is I I feel like I don't fully know the girls that well yet to really comment on how it's going. But I, I really appreciated the exchange this Monday between Katie and Sarah, how Sarah was kind of broken down and wanting to go home. I felt like Katie really held space for her and her emotions. And even though they're in a competition and that must've been a really difficult for her to kind of see her side of things, I felt like that was a really good exchange and such a good example of how you can be on that show. I think especially now that they're actually showing those scenes as whereas before they might not have even given them that opportunity to, for Sarah to have that conversation before they might've just been like, made it a dramatic exit and not explain why Sarah left and all the things. So I'm glad that they gave that space on the show, but it'll be interesting to see if Sarah comes back or not later on, because I feel like Matt is attached to her and really had strong feelings for her at first. So I'm interested to see if she goes home and spends time with her family and then decides to come back. I feel like that could be a good possibility, but we'll see. Also, it seems like they're just randomly bringing girls in left and right on this season. I don't know if this is a new thing that they're trying to stick with. I know they did it on Claire season because Claire left and Tasha became the bachelorette. So obviously they brought in new men, but it feels a little much. There was already like 32 ish women on the first nights. I think that's plenty. Um, and I think they're all beautiful. And I don't even think he really knows most of them at this point because there's so many and a lot of his time has been utilized with certain women. So yeah, that should be really interesting. I I will say if I was in this experience and on the show right now, I don't know how I would have handled more women coming in. I would have been like, well, that's it for me. I mean, I was struggling enough with all the women that were already here, but there's more now and they're like fresh faces, like fresh meat kind of. Wow. I commend them for being able to handle that. And again, I will go back to Katie I love that how she came back from the conversation with Sarah and was like, listen, guys, this is serious. I want you guys to all know that there's an engagement at the end of this. And I feel like everyone knows that, but she did it in a good way of just showing support 
and kind of putting it into perspective for people instead of being like, you guys aren't here for the right reasons. And I'm going to go tell Matt and how normally we see that conversation go. So I'm really a big fan. I think he has some great women and I'm really excited to see what happens. I just feel like as of yet, it's hard to tell who he's really leaning on and who he like really likes. So we'll see. Um, Speaking of bachelor things, we have an amazing bachelor guest or bachelorette guest on today. We have one of my favorites from Tasha's season. I was such a big fan of his. Ivan Hall on the episode today, he, I just felt was such a great example for all contestants in this world that we're in. And in this new age of Bachelor, he has a really great way of showing understanding for people and letting people speak and giving people space for their emotions. And we saw that on his date with Tasha. And as her friend, I felt like he brought out some really amazing sides of her and some sides of her that I might not have necessarily even seen because we're friends and, you know, we're happy-go-lucky when we hang out. But it, she has all these deep sides to her and all these things that have affected her. And I felt like he really was able to bring that out of her in such a great way. And I feel that with the conversation that he was able to have on television and the way he is so open it is such a kind of breath, breath of fresh air and it just shows so much bravery because a lot of those conversations are difficult and not easy to have. And sometimes people just kind of brush those things under the rug and just live on the surface and just like having fun. But to have like a real deep relationship, it's important to have those types of conversations. So I really appreciated him on the show and I'm a big fan of him. He's a great guy, really well-rounded, has a great family, great stories. So I'm really excited to have him on today. Maybe share this episode with a friend who needs support or to learn from someone as amazing as Ivan or just to see how he's so open with perspectives and just hearing people out and maybe they need that in their lives. So maybe share it with them, share it with a friend and give some five stars if you feel if you feel good about it. Here's Ivan, guys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm doing great, and thank you for having me, Sydney. You know, um, us half Filipinos have to stick together. You know, I know we make a full Filipino <laughs> together, you and I. Yeah, yeah, some real representation going on the show. You know, but uh, yeah, no, everything's been really good for me. I, um, you know, just had the holiday break, got to spend a little bit of time with the family, not too much, but um, yeah, just watch a lot of TV. Didn't do much at all. I got my wisdom teeth removed, so that like took me out for a week and whatnot yeah. so it's uh but yeah everything's been really good um i'm even kind of honestly a little bit happy the show's over now um that was just like consuming my life i'd say yeah um so yeah i'm in a good spot did you wake up with the anxiety every single day the show was on like i did like i remember opening my eyes and being like oh it's monday how did you feel well i'll say this um in the first episode I was definitely very nervous for that for some reason. Well, that was probably like the most nervous I was all all season was just the first episode. Yeah. Um, just the first time you've seen yourself. Like I, I honestly don't really remember too much about the limo entrance. How was it, how it was going to come across and all that kind of stuff, how I looked on TV. Um, so that was like, it's pretty intense. I drank a lot, honestly. And yeah. just like, ah, I'm just gonna just breathe. I even just breathe. 
Actually, then, um, that's my friend just sent me a photo of me from two years ago when the my opening night was, and I was so drunk in this photo. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> Looking back at that, I probably shouldn't have done all that, but um, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was trying to watch with me. I was like, "Nope, nope. I'm staying by myself that night. I I don't want to answer questions or anything." And I just, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. But yeah, I mean, I definitely had like a little bit of like. Not not like major anxiety, but just a little bit here and there. Um yeah. like how things were gonna be shown and what would be shown, you know, just natural stuff like that. But uh it all turned out for the best, I think. So Yeah, I mean watching you as like a fan, I was a fan from you from the beginning. One because you used Tagalog from the start. From the jump. Hey, I was like, Oh, that? Filipino, yeah. here we go. Um, so I've always been a fan, but I felt like you really carried yourself well and I liked you especially because I felt like I could really relate to you not only in your culture, but because of the way that you're maybe a little quieter at first. And usually like the quiet people or the shy people or the ones that aren't going to be like the first to say something don't necessarily get as much time on the show or just we don't get to see them as much. But I loved because of your journey that you had that we got to see a lot of you. Um, so I was always a fan. I really appreciate that. And yeah, it's a uh... Yeah, in the beginning, it's such a weird situation because um, it's so many new guys and then just so many, you know, production workers and whatnot. So it was actually probably part of my tactic kind of just to like sit back and observe. Like I didn't want to do anything crazy, cause any waves. Just I wanted to observe what was going on, whereas other guys, you know, are more comfortable like trying to be the popular guy or like telling their whole life story or whatever else. Like I was just like, let me just process all what's going on. And then over time, you get to see like I get to be a little bit more comfortable. And by the end of it, I felt I felt pretty, yeah, pretty comfortable, generally speaking. So yeah, you can kind of like plan your attack and strategize a little bit better that way, for sure. Um, I kind of want to go back to you before The Bachelorette, though. I want to know, like, who was Ivan before the show? Were you dating? What were you up to? And then what kind of made you want to go on the show? My last time I had a girlfriend, I had a girlfriend on and off for about five years, um, from like maybe 20 to 25. Don't hold me to that sometime, sometime around that frame. <laughs> so I've been single and I'm 28 right now. So I've been mm -hmm. single since like 2017-ish, I guess. You know, and I, I lived in Florida for a bit, uh, worked out there for about a year. And then I moved back to Dallas, which is where my parents are. Um, they stay in the suburbs, but I stay downtown. And, you know, I've, I've just been dating like kind of casually, mostly um, in Florida, especially I was just dating very casually. I wasn't looking for anything serious. And then when I got back to Dallas, it continued with the same thing. Um, and then I, 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 you know, started to realize, you know, building all these like connections or not even building connections, really just having these like surface level mm -hmm. talks with girls and just, you know, going off of looks really mostly to be honest and whatnot. And I just realized it was all kind of pointless, all those like connections, relationships I started to, to have. So I really wanted to find something a little bit more meaningful and, you know, which was good. Cause like, I kind of, I've to a certain degree, like kind of always had my life planned out. And um, I knew, I kind of felt like in my later 20s and early 30s when I'll start getting like more serious and um, look to build something more long-term. And you know, I'm 28 now, turned 29 in a couple months here. Um, and I think this is like just around the right time um, for me to look for something more serious. I, I love that you chose The Bachelorette to find your serious version of a relationship, but I, I kind of did the same thing. Were you doing dating apps and things like that to find dates? Uh, okay. So I've been on maybe like two dating apps, but I... I, I get like the first time I ever was supposed to go on a date on a dating app, I got cold feet and just like backed out. I was like, what if I'm getting catfished? Like, I just don't trust the process. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's mostly just, I guess going out, but that doesn't really work out that well. Then maybe through friends too, mm -hmm. you know, through relationships. And yeah. And then like, um, yeah, as far as the show goes though, I never really saw too much of it. So like, they actually like reached out to me on Instagram and, you mm -hmm. know, it's just this unique time in my life where I'm kind of ready to, you know, more so be in a serious relationship. And then, you know, they come calling and, um, 
yeah, and I knew it would be a, a cool, fun opportunity and, and I am in a good spot in my life. So I was definitely just open to it. Yeah, it's felt like you kind of set that intention out there that you were ready to look for something and it kind of fell into your lap. So that's pretty cool. So then going on to the show, was it what you expected as far as like finding that deep relationship when you first got there or was it kind of overwhelming? Yeah, I got casted before they announced Claire was the Bachelorette. Yeah, getting there and and seeing how things were developing and like almost nobody I felt like had a connection really. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Probably going to be sent home soon. I was like, <laughs> that's where I was at with it. Like uh, I was just content with it. And I was really, and I'm not one of those guys who's going to like try to do some extra stuff just to get some camera time. Like I was like, I'm yeah. fine. This didn't work out. I'll go back home. That's fine with me. Yeah. You were genuinely there for the for dating or for finding love. Exactly. That was my main focus was like actually building a relationship. My main focus wasn't like, you know, causing drama or I really wasn't even focused on building a relationship with the guys that kind of just happened naturally, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. that was, that was the main thing I was worried about was like, I came here to find love. Let me just make, at least make sure I'm like comfortable with whoever the bachelorette is, whether it was Claire or Tasha. that's what was, was my main focus. Were you in the batch of guys that were casted for Claire's season then had to be sent home when COVID hit? Yeah, we went out, we actually, they flew us out in March timeframe. And then we were supposed to have a night one. I was out, already out there for like four or five days and then the world just exploded. And oh. I don't have my phone. I had a little bit of TV. The world exploded. I was like, what in the world? And they're oh like, we'll God. push it back two days. And then they said, ah, we got to send you home. And I was like, oh, gosh. So whatever. Um, and then like, yeah, everything happened. And the whole world went into shambles. And, you know, not knowing if I was going to, if they were going to call me back. I was like, they're probably going to recast a bunch of older guys. And and who knows? So I didn't know what would happen. But um, I wasn't too worried about it. I was like, whatever would ha- will happen is meant to be. So um Luckily, they did call me back. Maybe like almost half of us or a little bit less than half of us, I think, came back from the original cast. Yeah, I like your attitude. I just remember those days in the hotel where you're kind of going crazy. You're like getting excited, you're getting pumped up. Like you're like, tomorrow's the day. What am I going to say? You have all of this ready. And then to then have the show end before you even get that chance, that's going to be kind of like disheartening. But it sounds like you have a really good attitude about that, which I don't know that everyone would have. Um, so then you on the show did when you were going through the interview process, was Tasha ever an option for you being the bachelorette? Cause usually they kind of interview you telling you like who the options could be. Was Tasha ever an option or was Claire already the bachelorette from that point? During the casting process, um, I had no clue who the bachelorette would be. They never told me who it would be. They just said to, Hey, just keep waiting, waiting. Um, I saw in maybe like an article or two, there were a few people in consideration. That's like, that was like my best judgment. That's all I could see. And then eventually they just called me and said, hey, we want you no matter what, basically. And I was like, all right, cool. Just let me know whoever you guys end up choosing or whatever. So um, that's kind of how it, how it happened and went about. Because like I told them from the jump, like I'm like, I don't like race, age, all that kind of stuff doesn't really matter to me. Um, I'm fine with it. You were open to basically whatever it was going to be. It was kind of like a meant to be thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you if you check my dating history, it's all over the board. Um, and it's really all over the board. And then just with my parents, it's uh, my dad's black, my mom's yeah. Asian. And another thing is my dad, my dad is actually 17 years older than my mom. So it's a giant age gap, which is like, so I'm not, I'm like used to seeing like just love in all types of forms and whether it's yeah. race or age. So that's amazing. Um, yeah, I will say when they got, when, the, when they did choose Claire, I was like, yeah, I don't have too much experience <laughs> dating a 38, 39 year old. I'll yeah. Say. So I that's different. Yeah. So that was different. But like, like, again, like I said, um, if, if it was meant to be, who knows, it might randomly work out. So that's why I went on there. And Claire was amazing. Like, uh, I really do uh, care care for her, too. She was always a sweetheart towards me. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could have asked your mom for advice on that dating gap if it was Claire. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, So dynamic in the house is always interesting. And you guys had an interesting situation where you guys were in like hotel rooms where normally it's like bunk beds and everyone's traveling together and you're kind of just like making it work. Did you have a bunk mate or a roommate or anything in the house? Yeah. Most of us had one roommate. And then like in the middle of the season, they like shuffled us around, but um, I actually never got shuffled around and I had the me and Damar. Damar was my roommate. Um, we were roommates the entire time up until the time he left. So we had like the most time actually probably together to spend out of any other two guys. And uh, that's why we, that's why I'd say he's probably my best friend from the show. We talked mm-hmm. the most and you know, he was the only guy I could really talk to like off camera, off mic and stuff like that, just about yeah. whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm really close with Damar, close with a lot of the guys too, though. I'm um, still talked to a lot of them. Yeah, I could imagine like in the house where they say you guys have, I don't know, like what, four to six people maybe to a room. I have no clue what it is, but I had yeah, you guys could girls. get. <laughs> okay, Ten. never mind. <laughs> yeah, with one bathroom, yeah. so it was oh. like a sorority. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I could totally imagine getting way closer to the guys than if we were in that situation. I got yeah, like to say. <laughs> but um, I mean, we did have like this like hangout area that we called the hub where most of the guys went to. And um, yeah, the main deterrent probably was the heat because like that kept us all like kind of separate a lot. So we never really hung out as much. Yeah. Like, if the guys wanted to go swimming, I was like, nope, not no, I'm, I'm in the AC. Yeah, I feel you on that because I, I was there for four days in La Quinta when I helped with one of the dates and I was I tried to go lay out for maybe five minutes and I couldn't bear it. I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to sit in a hotel by myself and <laughs> chill on this air conditioning but yeah I commend you guys for that because that was rough <laughs> I don't know how you did it for a whole season obviously there was this whole blow up in the middle of the season where Claire was no longer gonna be the bachelorette and it, she ended up picking Dale and then Tasha kind of came in so can you kind of walk me through what that time period was like like what your mindset was around that transition and then eventually meeting Tasha? yeah when Claire came in and said she basically essentially chose Dale um I wasn't even like mad at her at all at that point. I think they have a clip of me too, like saying some nice words to her because I was just happy for her. I was like, she was a sweetheart to me. I honestly didn't feel the romantic connection. I doubt she did too with anybody almost. So I was like, good for you. Like, uh, I hope and wish the best for you. Um, At that point, yeah, I had no clue what was going to happen next. Um, Chris comes in and says, hey, we love you guys. Trust us. Um, And kind of left us on a cliffhanger. So we were just there to like, you know, ruminate in our thoughts a little bit. Um, and I'd say a few of us thought it was going to end up being like a bachelor in paradise situation. Oh, yeah. And then a few of us, and then the rest of everybody else said, oh, they'll just bring in one new bachelorette. Yeah. That's kind of was the mindset going into it. And then whenever we showed up to the like main, um, like living area where we have outside of the rose ceremony room and, um, we're just waiting around, like, don't know what's going to happen. And then Taisha walks through the door. Um, it was really exciting. Cause I, I just like, she was just a ball of energy. Um, everybody sensed like how happy and giddy she was to be there. So that like rubbed off on all of us. Cause we were just like, what are we getting ourselves into at this point? Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I just knew I was like the first guy to hug her. Um, I completely changed. Um, I was, I was ready. And I, I even said it that first night. I was like, I know I'm going to be here for the long haul. Cause I knew there's something special about her. Yeah. I was appreciative that she was there one because she was one of my best friends from the show. So I, she should have been the bachelorette from a long time ago, but I also saw a complete change in you when she showed up. I felt like before we all like knew that there was an Ivan there. Like we knew that you had these amazing qualities. You had this incredible job, all those things to offer, but we didn't really get to see it until Tasha kind of opened you up and made you like blossom essentially. Um, so I was appreciative of that just for your own journey and like seeing more of you. Um, 
So, and I like, it was fun for me to watch as a friend to kind of see her different sides of her. And I felt like you were unique in the fact that you were able to open up all these other sides of Tasha that I might not have seen even as her friend. Um, and I'm thinking one in particular was the one-on-one date that you guys shared where you had that amazing like game night and got to have all that fun together, but then you had all these open conversations. Um, So I'm wondering, Ivan, like, what is it about you that you're able to one, be so open and offer up your feelings and just being able to talk about difficult topics. Like you talked about George Floyd and all the police brutality and all the things that were going on. Like, what is it about you that's able to kind of hold space for that and being so open about those conversations that are definitely not easy to have, especially on national television? I just try to be like, how does, how do I say this? I try to be very like thoughtful about situations and I find myself like doing a lot of research on a bunch of different topics um, and, and things that happened, you know, this year definitely like affected me for sure. And I, mm-hmm. it caused me to like go down a lot of paths of, you know, um, research and, and trying to understand things and even more than I already had up to that point. And then, you know, it particularly hit home, but just because like, um, you know, my family's experienced police brutality and then my brother especially has mm-hmm. that's with my dad even. And then police and correctional officer brutality with my brother for sure. So that was something I was like keenly aware of. And then to be able to like, and then on that one-on-one day, it was really special. And it was like perfect for me and Tasha. I feel like, because it was, it was so chill. And like, I love just doing game nights and hanging out and just drinking a little bit. Like that's like my ultimate night. Like I love just doing that with friends. So it was like just so comfortable with me and her there. And that was like one of the, that night there in particular, it felt like the cameras almost just weren't even there. Yeah. Um, they weren't like in our faces too much. They were kind of just always back and like I didn't really notice them. You know, I wanted to learn more about Tasha, and I wanted to open up to her and let her know more about me. And to be able to do that, you can't just have these like little frivolous yeah. high surface level talks. Like you totally. have to just, you kind of just have to go in. Like we we had the fun part of our date, which was great. And I loved it. But then we had to like have the more serious part because like we don't have a lot of time. Tasha had the least amount of time out of any bachelorette ever. So um, I kind of had to paint the story of like how my family has shaped who I am. And then I kind of wanted to see like where her head was at, you know, this was over the summer and this was just after like so many things had happened. Um, so I, I'm sure it affected her in ways. And I just wanted to see where she was at with things as well. So um, it was a testament to, um, you know, myself and her, especially just for be- being able to open up. And there was even more talked about. It was very emotional and I really appreciated her in that moment as well. Did you have any fear going into that conversation about, cause I just remember being, being there and being on cameras all the time and always constantly thinking about like what I was saying, how that was going to be perceived, what the, what would happen after whatever I was doing or saying on, on television. Was that ever a factor that you thought about going into that conversation? I mean, in the back of my mind, I think the whole time there, yeah, sure. I had like, kind of like, Hey, don't make yourself look like a fool on national television type of stuff going on thoughts and whatnot. But, um, in that particular conversation, no, that really wasn't on my mind too much at all. Like I, I, I um, especially reflecting back on it, maybe after it, I did think about like the impact that could have, but also like, I was like, maybe that won't even be aired. Honestly, it was the thing. So yeah. I wasn't too concerned with it. So I was just like, I was honestly treating it like we were in the real world, but we just had a very short amount of time to get to know each other. So I was just being exactly who I am. And that's why I think a lot of people realized and it resonated with people because it was organic. It was genuine. I wasn't like, told to talk about anything or I just I just these are things I wanted to discuss with her you know especially early on um and it was so 
prevalent in our minds. I would say with that date, watching it, it was probably one of the most like real, real world type of dates. Like it's a typical date where you just hang out and you kind of like get to know each other and then you get like a little deeper towards the end of the date. So it felt very real to watch. That's why I felt so connected to it as well. And I wanted to ask too, because you just seem to have such an ease with the way that you talk about things and just being open and receptive to like different perspectives and just like being open with yourself in life. Is that something that you have learned from your family? Like what is that quality that you have? And then I also wanted to know if you had advice for people in relationships or in friendships, like talking about these difficult conversations. How do you go about that? Yeah. So for, for myself, and I guess it's kind of advice too, just for people in general, like I, I um, try to always see things from different sides and different perspectives and hear people out. And one thing that I always try to do is be open-minded. I'm always trying to be open-minded because I want to hear everybody's thoughts about things and opinions. And, you know, something that really isn't in human nature is like to like be able to change your mind. Like people usually just like grab onto idea and just stick with it, you know, and they'll dig down deeper once you challenge it. Mm -hmm. So I love it when somebody can like change my mind on a topic or if I'm listening to people talk and that changes my mind because that no that's lets me know that I am truly being open-minded and being considerate of other people's thoughts and feelings about things. Um, so that's just, that's just like a, like a personal thing that I try to work on. Um, I think everybody should really try to work on um, just to be like, I don't know, just be more peaceful with, everybody, you know, just like the, we have like Republicans, Democrats, red, blue, all this kind of crazy mm -hmm. stuff. If everybody just took a second to actually hear other people out, you know, I think it'll just work out better. I agree completely. Yeah. It would just be an easier way of living, wouldn't it? Just to kind of all be and accept and just, just really in, in any situation, if you think about like how somebody was raised and, and things they maybe they, that maybe they were exposed to their whole life, there's no, of course they turned out the way they turned out. Like mm -hmm. it, it, that's how I look at stuff. So like if they've never been exposed to something, then of course they turned out a certain way. Um, so like I understand that and, and hopefully they are able to have that opportunity to change themselves. But I kind of just, you know, a little bit lighter on people and um, not so harsh on people and, and allow opportunity for like, personal improvement. I kind of think if I were wanted to be treated this way, like I would want someone to go easy on me. I would want someone to not pass judgment right away. I would not want someone to write me off. So that's kind of how I like to operate too. Like how would I essentially how, treat others? How you want to be treated is essentially how I like to do life as well. well let's get a little bit further onto this. Um, we went into hometowns. You obviously made it very far and everyone really, really loved your brother, Gabe. And he... <laughs> I loved him. I just love the way he talked. I think the, my favorite thing about him was when he called uh, this bachelor journey. What did he call it? He said, um, it's not, uh, he called it a righteous endeavor, a righteous endeavor. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, Cause honestly, we've been looking for different words for to call whatever the bachelor is forever. And he nailed it on the head. So amazing. Um, and you guys have such a close relationship, which I really, really love to see. Din, before you went on the show, did you kind of discuss with him like what he was comfortable with, with you talking about his experience as your own experience on the show? Um, do, you have, do you guys have a conversation around that or do you, just, you have that trust kind of set up already with each other? Yeah. So with me, my, bro my brother and I, we're like, we're extremely close. He's only a year and a half younger than me. We know everything about each other pretty much. Um, so we're extremely close and my brother knows, and we've probably talked it. Well, we, I'm sure we've talked about it too, where that in order for me to like build a real relationship with anybody and to show like who I am, um, I have to kind of tell the story of him because that impacted me more than probably anything else has in my life. Um, and he knows and respects that and is 100% okay with that. Um, it's something that my whole family's had to deal with and has shaped us greatly. He, and he was comfortable with that. And, and I think he realized, and I promised him, I was like, yeah, there'll be definitely some good out of this that comes 
potentially with, you know, the exposure of your story and, and bring some light onto, you know, prison reform and that kind of stuff. So that's the type of stuff that he's actually really passionate about now is like thinking about all his, you know, friends and guys he knows back in prison and like how crappy they're being treated and whatnot. So I told him, yeah, like, let's work together and, you know, we can make some change, especially um, with uh, this platform potential. Um, he was fine with it. He was completely fine with it. And we did have that conversation. I love that. I love that we got to see that. That was my favorite thing about this season is that you guys, you were on this, I feel like the show at the exact right time where all of these conversations were actually shown and we really got to see all these sides of you where I feel like in the past, we wouldn't have seen all these amazing moments that we had. So, and I want to talk to you about kind of your family dynamic and you guys seem like such a close knit family, obviously you went through that really difficult time, but it seems like it's made you guys even stronger and you're more of a unit even more now. Um, and you've had some like great things come out of it. What during those times got your family through it? How did you get through your brother going to jail and then coming back out and kind of being stronger and supporting each other? Like what got you guys through it? I'd have to mostly credit my mom. My mom is amazing. You know, we've always been a close family, very close. Um, My parents are still together. They've been together 30 years. Um, Growing up, I grew up like upper middle class. My dad had a really good job. My mom worked as a librarian. So I got whatever I wanted basically. And, um, you know, lived a really good life. And, um, you know, to have that adversity, uh, my mom was really the rock that like kind of kept us together. She's like, has just this unconditional love. Um, and we never wavered, you know, um, she loved her. She loves both her sons, me and my brother, like to the end of the world and back, you know, there's just, there was never wavering. We never thought like, Hey, let's just give up on him. It was unconditional love there, unconditional support, um, through everything he's been through. It wasn't just like that one time he went to prison. Like he's been arrested a couple of times. We've gone to drug rehab places with him. We tried to be, we try to be supportive even to today. I think it's comes from my mom mostly because she's very close with her family as well. And um, my dad too, my dad's done a good job as well, but she's the one who's just unconditional and it's, it runs in all of us now. Um, She's always there to support when my dad went through like his ailments and whatnot, just by his bed, doing everything she possibly can. And I really love and appreciate her for that. And um, yeah. And the good thing that I really like is America got to see the fact that even though a family goes through adversity, you know, you stick together no matter what. That's like, a, that's what family all, is all about, honestly. Yeah. I, there's something special about Filipino mamas, for sure. My She runs in my grandma. She would like, no matter what, she's like, we stick together. We are family through and through. Like nothing changes that. Never let anything else get in the way. So I, I completely relate to that so much. So I love that we got to see her. Do you have advice then for families or relationships as far as how you keep that love, how you keep that strength and believing in the people that you love. I'm not even sure. It's like, it's just so ingrained in me since I was like a kid. Like I, I think I've shaped my entire life really just around, you know, personal growth, but also my family and like being able to set myself, myself and my family up to just have like generational wealth and be able to be in positions to where we can take care of each other and just live a great, happy life. Um, I I guess that comes from my parents, a lot of it, but um, yeah, I, I think it's like, like I, like I was saying earlier a little bit, like don't pass too much judgment. You know, um, my brother and I had the exact same upbringing, exact yeah. same upbringing. It's a very, like, honestly, a privileged upbringing to a certain degree. And, you know, he just took a different path. I, there was like very, a lot of people may have just been like, oh, he's just messing up and he's making dumb decisions. But like when you really look into like drug addiction or alcohol and rehab and stuff and you start really 
digging in, you realize it's maybe something that he can't even control. There's not much we even know about those topics still. Um, so I'm not going to just fault him and throw him to the wayside because that's that's not for the best. And he's somebody I grew up and said I would always like look after for sure. Having Just having a heart really and, and being empathetic to your family members' issues that they go through as well. Because maybe they're not, they're not doing that stuff to like spite you or anything. He wasn't like trying to go to jail and cause all these issues to like mm-hmm. mess up our lives. He just could, wasn't in control of himself and we had to be there to support him because we're the only family he has. It's just kind of giving people grace in all things. Exactly. Like we're, we're all going to go through it. it. Yeah. And it, and it shows the past is still there and it's still very much a part of you, but you are still like that strong, amazing family dynamic. So I loved seeing that. So then I mean, I want to talk about kind of how it, the show ended for you a little bit. You and Tasha had an amazing connection. Like I said, I hadn't really seen a lot of those sides of her, even as her friend. And I feel like you really brought that out of her. Kind of talk me through what happened after hometowns that, um, the fantasy suite date, like what happened kind of behind closed doors, what you can say, um, how did it end for you guys? Tasha, Tasha's amazing. And we, and we did have an amazing connection. Um, and I really did feel like I was probably going to be the guy at the end there for her, honestly, especially after our one-on-one, our hometown and kind of just reading the body language of other guys. And I was feeling really good. And we went into the fantasy suite date and, you know, we had a great time setting that world record. We told each other we were both mm-hmm. falling in love you know, the most amount of time that you get throughout the entire season, which is the fantasy suite overnight, which is mm-hmm. like, you know, uninterrupted time, no cameras or mics or anything. And we get the entire night together. So you talk about a lot of different stuff. Yeah. You cover just a range of topics. I'm just thinking back to everything we talked about. It was, it was a lot, you know, religion and, and raising kids wasn't really something we got to, we had the opportunity to talk about yet at all. Um, it was, again, she had the shortest season out of any season ever. I don't know, maybe we would have had that opportunity in a regular length season, but really all I had was that one-on-one where we kind of had fun and talked about family, a hometown, which is like all family-based basically. And then, so the fantasy suite was the first time we ever really got to talk about like a future and kids and finances and life after this to a, um, to a certain extent and what that would look like, our careers, careers and all that kind of stuff. So on the religion portion, um, I knew she, I, I could tell like going into it that she was Christian at least. Cause I know her mom, she said that her mom instilled her faith, I believe something like that to me. Um, so I was like, okay, she's Christian. Mm-hmm. But like from my perspective and, and myself being non-religious, like I've pretty, every, pretty much everybody I've ever dated has been Christian. Um, I don't even think I've dated somebody who's non-religious actually. And yes, it's a little bit like shocking at first, but like once we talk through it, a little bit and they just realize like I have good morals and values and I'm a good guy that um, they like kind of are just okay with it. So I never really ran across a situation where it ended up actually like ending a, a relationship. It definitely like caused us, caused me in the past to have to like talk through things for sure. And um, there was definitely hesitation, I guess you could say. And again, like religion's not something that's, you know, it's not part of my life at all. I'm non-religious. Yeah. So it's not something like I, I tend to bring up almost ever. Like my best, a lot of my best friends don't even know I'm not religious because I, I just don't talk about it. Yeah. And then, and then Tasha, you know, started asking questions about, you know, being non-religious. And I think I told her I was agnostic. Um, I use the terms kind of interchangeably. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that was just kind of a little bit shocking for her. Um, I, I don't know how much exposure she's gotten to somebody who liked me before, or if she's ever dated or even thought about the idea of dating somebody who was non-religious. Um, so I could get, I completely get like in that short amount of time, like how shocking that could be for someone who is yeah. a Christian, who plans to marry someone who's Christian and has always envisioned her future like that. And I 100% respect that too. Cause that's how a lot of people are like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what the numbers are, but probably half of America may be like that or something, you know, um, they want to date or marry somebody within their own religion. Cause technically you kind of have to within your own religion, uh, in your religion. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally. Yeah. Traditionally you'll have to do that. 
and then like I explained the idea of like an interfaith relationship and how that could have benefits, you know, with exposing, exposing kids to multiple mm-hmm. different viewpoints about things um, and where I was coming from. So I think that was just like a lot for um, Tasha to take in. And it was just something very different and um, something we couldn't spend the whole night on too. So I knew she was yeah. going to just have to like go back and kind of just think a lot about those things. And so that part of the night kind of sucked um, a little bit because I we kind of left it open-ended and I knew she was just going to go back and think about it. And the unfortunate part with that whole situation is that I didn't have any more time to talk more about it, you know, because yeah. um, if question. she had questions a day later yeah. or wanted to talk it out more, we couldn't. Like we couldn't, like, it just wasn't ideal. It was not ideal. You text about it. You can FaceTime. Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was not ideal for that situation at all. Um, You know, and then she, I guess she thought about it and realized that that's like one of her non-negotiables and and completely respect it. It's completely fine uh, to do that. And I 100% respect her for it. Like she believes what she believes and that's part of her faith. So I get it. And uh, at the end of the day, I told Tasha, like, listen, I can be friends with you for life now. Like we've had a great time. Um, you know, out of respect for their relationship, I'm not going to like insert myself into it. But like, if they ever come to me or want to talk or hang out in Dallas, I don't, I'm fine with it. Like, I really appreciated it, our time together for sure. And it just is what it is. Like, we weren't the perfect match. That's yeah. what it comes down to. We just weren't the right match for each other. And that's just how those things go. And yeah, it sucks, but that's just how those things go sometimes. Did having that clear reason of why you guys broke up, did that make the breakup for you easier to kind of take in? Um, yeah, 100%. I, I actually had the first fantasy suite. So like I had some time to like, think about like, okay, there's this possibility. She's just not going to be into that, you know, a non-religious person. So like, I was already like kind of mentally prepared for it um, a little bit. And also like, it's not like, you know, a lot of people was funny, like, cause I was so emotional kind of throughout the season. Everybody thought I was going to be bawling at the end. Yeah. She's going to break my heart and stuff. But, um, you know, it, it just, yeah, it did, getting that actual reason, it didn't really hurt me as much because I just realized we weren't the right match. Like I was saying earlier, it was like just a situation. Like I don't really want somebody who's not open to somebody who's non-religious and she doesn't want somebody who is non-religious. So it's like, it's just not a match. Yeah, like we can still clear. be friends yeah. and respect each other. It's just not a match. Mm-hmm. So like, um, that's, wasn't a really a reason for me to like cry or anything. Like if she just told me maybe like, Hey, I'm more into Zach. Um, who knows how I would have reacted. That would have been kind of harder to hear. Cause I thought it was going to be me and her at the end, truthfully. But at the end of the day, like, um, it all happened for a reason. She's happy with Zach now. And I'm like very happy for the both of them. I really respect and, you know, still love the both of them. So I just wish them the best. Yeah. Cause oftentimes in breakups, you don't really get a reason. So you're just making up a million in your head. You're trying to rationalize it, but you, you have a very rational, like clear cut answer. So it's, I guess a little more helpful. I'm sure it was difficult, especially when you get back from the show, because everything, you kind of rethink everything. You wonder like what, what's going to be shown. And there's a lot that kind of goes through your head. It, it is a lot. That was the main thing I was like having the most anxiety about. I would say the entire season, just like, oh boy, this uh, very religious crowd that watches this show is going to see this and it's yeah. going to be interesting. Cause I, I stay in the Bible belt too. So like everybody's Christian and um, especially here in Dallas. So it's, uh, and I don't talk about it. So nobody really knows. So it's, yeah, it's hilarious. I like that you're willing to though. And then just, uh, the way that you explain it, it's just a matter of being open-minded and it's the same, it goes the same thing with religion and all that stuff. You speak well on it. So people I feel like should understand, but you never know with Yeah, I appreciate that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely had to do a lot of explaining after it because they just left it. So like, um, yeah. ominous, uh, right after when it happened. So yeah. Twitter I was, was like, exploding. did I miss something that they talked about that I didn't see? Was I not paying attention? Yeah. yeah it was very yeah. weird the way that they showed that. So that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Twitter was exploding that night for sure. Uh, and my phone was. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to ask you, cause you had mentioned this while you're on the show is how the amount of pressure that you put on yourself to kind of be this 
role for your older or for your younger brother you wanted to be that older brother role like you kept it together for him and now after all of these experiences that you had have you kind of released that pressure on yourself have you let like Ivan let go a little bit more are you still trying to like uphold that standards you have for yourself yeah I think it kind of just transitioned a little bit now that we're both adults um yeah yeah growing up like that was my whole thing like get good grades show them you know not to drink not to cuss or anything like mm-hmm. that how to be just a good just a good person um, and that kind of, that helped me probably more than anything, really probably more than him, honestly, just cause it like allowed me to always just like, I, like no matter what situation I was in, like, I always envisioned like my little brother being there next to me, honestly. And that like kept me away from so much bad stuff. Yeah. And then like, now it's kind of just like something that's just ingrained in me. Like, I'm not trying to set a role, be a role model for him anymore. I realize we're two like very different people now and he's his own person. I'm my own person, but I you know with my, with my kids going forward and even with my like nieces and nephews, I definitely want to be like a good example and role model for for them um just as they grow up i feel like your mama put that into you too though as a filipino mom <laughs> for sure for sure it was, yeah it, it was a combination my parents did a good job especially yeah. since they're so different from each other but my mom is definitely with the unconditional love very big yeah. on family aspect was definitely a lot of filipino influence and also um my dad he's not really close with his side so my black side as much like my only extended family I really had was my mom's side and she's got a big family with three other sisters and the grandparents mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's who we always celebrated, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving with mostly and all the holidays. So, and then we're all, yeah. And they're all very close. So it's very nice to have them. Yeah. And usually in Filipino families, everyone's an aunt, everyone's an uncle, everyone's a cousin, even if they're not really. Like the yeah. The <laughs> the big so gatherings. They're it's so amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, so Ivan, what's next for you? Are you dating? What have you been up to since the show? Next for me is like, I'm just going to, you know, date in real life now for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of like not dating at all or I wasn't dating at all during the show. Cause like, I quite frankly didn't trust like any women that I would meet. Like they yeah. might try to you expose protect yourself. Hey, yeah. I'm talking to, Oh, I'm talking to Ivan from the bachelorette and he's still in it. No, I'm not gonna, like, I don't want to happen to one of the guys on your show. They like blew her up on, wasn't it? Um, Yosef, someone on TikTok was like, he was talking to me before and while he was on the show. All this I want to say, yeah, he had something going on, I think, <laughs> but yeah, but especially with me being like where I made it to, I was like, no, not about yeah, to happen. So I was kind of <laughs> definitely being to myself. And, um, but now that it's over, I'm like, you know, grateful. And, um, it was a great experience up top to bottom and and going forward i definitely want to just uh you know date in real life first for a little bit um i mean i'm in a really good place honestly right now um you know to to be with somebody and settle down um so um yeah date, i'm just gonna date outside the show and see how that goes I'm, i it's funny i keep saying that because it's because because like everybody's asking me to go on paradise and stuff yeah. now um so like I'm, I'm not planning for paradise i'm not planning for the bachelor or anything like that like i'm just gonna enjoy my life um and we'll see what happens like if i'm single sure i'll i'll, I'll do that stuff. But if I'm not, I 100% am not, am not campaigning. And if they don't even call me, I really wouldn't even mind it. Like I'm, I'm content with my life. I really have a great life, honestly, outside of TV too. So that's a really great attitude to have because a lot of times people hold themselves back. They're like, well, this whole year I have to be single just in case they call like, no, just live, see what happens. Yeah. I could totally see that happening um, with a lot of people. So I, I don't want to like hold myself hostage like that at all. Uh, totally. definitely don't want to. Um, but you know, if, if you know it's meant to be it'll be it'll happen so yeah Yeah. i mean and you're a catch so i feel like it's if you start dating you're going to be scooped up pretty quick but we'll see we'll see Uh, my my requirements are kind of crazy sometimes so yeah (laughs) i was gonna ask like what is what kind of woman are you looking for like what's your ideal partner oh that's loaded um so well just like main qualities (laughs) i got you so um i i definitely need somebody who's like has just a big heart 
and is very caring. I think that's probably first and foremost, but I also need somebody who's very ambitious, ambitious and intelligent um, because I need somebody who's going to challenge me really. Um, I've realized that like, you know, definitely looks to only go so far. And um, if you're not going to challenge me, I'm going to get bored and it's just not going to work out. Like you can, and whatever, and that could be like, they could be passionate about anything or, or, or any particular topic. If they just like talk to me about it and they're like a geek about it, then I'm going to be like a geek about it and ask a ton of questions. I just like being put in that position where like, I'm like, Oh, teach me something new. I, I, I love that feeling and hearing somebody else be passionate about, you know, their career or their journey as an entrepreneur or whatever it is, um, is something that I really like to see in a partner. Uh, we had, actually had uh, Mike Johnson and Connor from the Hannah Brown season on before you. And they said the exact exact same thing. They wanted a woman that's like passionate. They said she'd be passionate, passionate about grass or like anything, makeup. And they would love that as long as you like have that drive in you. So that's really funny. You guys said the same thing. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I enjoy. I like to see people passionate about things. That's a good um, advice for the ladies. Be passionate about something. <laughs> Pick a passion. Yeah, like have, yeah, have some sort of direction you want to take your yeah. life and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, that's what I gravitate towards for sure. Amazing. Um, Ivan, before you go, is there anything that we didn't get to see from you from the show, any quality or anything that you wish we would have seen as an audience from Ivan? Uh, I'll just, uh, yeah, one thing I will just make a slight comment on, cause honestly, um, I'm very happy with ABC and everybody and they made me look really good and they kept a lot in there, which I, I really appreciated. Um, the one thing I will say that kind of got like left out a little bit and, and in comparison to like the final three guys, let's say Zach and Brendan, um, they've both been divorced before and had those like heartbreaks and whatnot. There was like no talk at all about like my past relationships and stuff. And not that I really want to go too much into that, but like, I could see how people could think that I've never been in love. I've never been heartbroken or anything like that, or I've never been in a serious relationship, but like, it was actually the alternative. I have been in a very serious relationship. I was deeply heartbroken. I, mm-hmm. you know, was almost depressed to a certain point I'd say, and I definitely acted out a little bit and then took me time to recover from that and learned a ton from it going forward. So uh, yeah, that was, that was one thing uh, that, that I guess the audience didn't really get to see, but I guess that's kind of good too, though, because nobody wants to like relive their heartbreak too much. True, but it also does lend to understanding when you can see where people came from. So I, I did love the, all the things that we saw from you though. So I feel like I agree. ABC did show you in a great light. So you should in a way feel a little um, grateful for that because they don't always do that. But yeah, I think we got to see great sides of you and I was like what the world needed to see. Um, a last question I have, and this is a little like random, but we're somewhat of a food related podcast. And I feel like I have an idea of what you're going to say, but if you were a food or a dish or something, what would you be and why? Uh, no, I'm not going to take it that way. Okay. So <laughs> I'll just say, I'll go, I'll go with a ribeye steak. Okay. I'll go with a ribeye steak because one, I'm like the complete carnivore. I'd never eat vegetables almost. So, and then like ribeye steaks are kind of how I judge all of the like top steak restaurants here in Dallas off their ribeye, um, as opposed to like a filet mignon or whatever else they have. Um, it's one of my favorite foods for sure. So uh, I'll just call it a ribeye steak. Okay, ribeye steak. Yeah. Well, maybe your next date, you can take a girl to a steakhouse and get some steaks. Oh, that hopefully. sounds expensive. But yeah, yeah. No, right? Are you a <laughs> no, no, like, no, that's great, coffee though, date yeah. person or you like get to know them first before you take them to the nice dinners? Or no, we could do a nice dinner. I, I, I honestly, uh, it's kind of comical how much money I spend on food. It's very comical. Yeah. Actually, I, I've seen it. I've spent a ton of money on food and I, and I definitely don't hold back on like trying out a bunch of like new, especially nicer, nicer restaurants in Dallas. Um, I love doing that. I do too. Like I order one thing from like DoorDash and I I amp up the bill like times five because I order all these extra things because I like like to try things or add and take things off substitution. So 
I am the same. DoorDash premium membership, and I use that heavily. So, <laughs> yeah. It's necessary in these times. 100%. Um, Ivan, before you go, can you just tell anyone anything you're working on and where they can find you on social media, all that stuff? I guess, yeah, we didn't get to talk about this either, but like, I, I'm really big into like money and investing too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just quickly though. Yeah. Like I actually like mentor people and coach people on that and definitely want to incorporate that into my social media a little bit, because a lot of times in America, people just don't know anything about their finances or investing or anything. And they're kind of intimidated by it and we're not taught it in our schools. So I just try to make it very simple simple as possible, as fun as possible. And just to like get yourself set up for the future in retirement, you know, just to be aware of like what you could use to help yourself out going forward, especially as like a younger person or early career professionals, especially that's like my target audience on what you should do with your money at a young age. So you're like set up for the future going forward. Um, so definitely going to roll some stuff out about that on my social media soon. And then in addition to that, yeah, everybody could just find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at Ivan B. Hall. And that's uh, for Twitter. It's Ivan B. Hall 8, the number eight. Working on a website too, a little bit, um, just to kind of be like a brain book for like all my thoughts about stuff. So um, we'll see, roll that out soon enough. It's a, well, it's a I lot say to do I with. need that investing, whatever thing that you're going to be making, I'll be following along with that because I have no sure. idea. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> yeah, they no, don't teach you any of that in school, but I'm also like, all. these are the only things I actually need to know. So exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not taught about interest rates or how to no, buy No, I'm really glad I took calculus finances. for what? Like, <laughs> Exactly. I took four years of calculus in college. Like I need uh, to know other stuff to like, come on guys. So I, yeah. I, I actually in 2019 started writing a book, but I kind of just have the outline of it more. So it's just, I try to make it very simple and it's all about just investing in finances, not too much about like saving or budgeting. Cause I think that's kind of simple and just mostly comes down to discipline, but just yeah. the basics, just the basics that like, if I graduated college, you know, now what would I want to do like with my job um, going forward and the money I'm starting to make. So uh, but really, it can be applied to anybody. So everyone needs that, especially. Yeah, yourself. yes, yeah. There's a big need for that and thirst for it, honestly. Um, but I think people want it in like a very like simple, fun form. That was the thing. So that's like yeah. the key for me. I think going forward. Amazing. Well, I think the Bachelorette and in general the world just needs more people like Ivan. So thanks for being <laughs> Thank you. you. Thanks for <laughs> Thank being here so and being so open and sharing. Hopefully, we'll see more from you. Maybe there. Thank you, Sydney. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>